All right, Jason Porter. My name is Chad Hassan, and uh, this is the A Sea of Red live podcast. We've been doing this every Tuesday night, 8.30, and uh, so much fun to uh, to do this with Jason. And uh, you can see by everything on the screen here, a good sponsor of the show. Um, you know, you got his cell phone information, email right there. He's with Legacy Realty. Jason, <clears throat> for the, I mean, we'll see the the, the wonderful commercial here in a little bit, but just give us a quick cliffs notes on why flames nation, why a sea of red and what you do in Lynchburg. Yeah, Chad. Thanks, man. Good to be back with you guys tonight and uh, see you red um, natural partnership for me, man. I was uh, one of the associate athletic directors at Liberty for um, about six or seven years and was doing some real estate side hustle work and uh, just got passionate about uh, the opportunity to make a career change and jumped over to real estate and uh, just still love Flames Nation. Obviously, a lot of connections on the mountain and uh, love cheering everybody on. And so natural partnership to be with you guys, talk a little sports and uh, real estate if and when it comes up. And uh, you've helped us along the way. I feel like I am uh, a little bit smarter with the real estate game. And uh, we've still got a little bit to go with football and Liberty fans, but but as far as real estate, I'm learning a lot. Seriously, I have uh, been watching, trying to figure out my next move. Um, there's always a play for real estate with somebody. It doesn't matter what you're, where you're at in life. Uh, obviously, you got to be old enough to to get a loan. But other than that, I mean, you got to, you just have to to get in the right situation. And I've I've seen you put a lot of people in the right situations, from renting to leasing to buying buying and out all, all the different things, building new. Um, college students, listen, if you're watching this, if I was in college and could do it all over again, I would let my roommates pay my mortgage. So that way I had a place to sell whenever it was time to move on from Lynchburg. Uh, Lynchburg is a very hot market for renting right now. And here's the other thing. Here's the secret that nobody wants to let you know, except for Jason. Liberty renters are the best. Okay. Liberty students in general uh, they don't rip holes in your wall. They don't uh, steal your property. They don't vandalize. You don't have to go in and replace the plumbing because they stuffed a cat down the drain or whatever it is. Uh, Liberty renters in general are good, good tenants. Uh, Jason, uh, I just said a lot there. What are your comments on, on what I just had to say? No, 100%. And I think there may be a story behind the cat thing, but we'll get into that some other time. Um, I... Uh, <clears throat> I would only echo the fact, Chad, that really it's it's a math play. You know, there's there's just math involved in real estate initially. You, you obviously get some emotions with with different uh, things with with properties. But, man, I would love to run some math and run some numbers and just let people allow the numbers and the math to sort of tell the truth, because there's a great opportunity to your point with uh, being able to jump in the game. And the best time literally to always buy is yesterday, to be honest. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we have a great show. Jason, we're doing something really fun tonight and that is we are we have invited so many people um we've invited so many people to come on and tell us what it's like to be a flames fan right now we get to hear them uh how the football team doing what what uh what is it about liberty that makes it special and just how they're feeling uh as a fan so that is going to be really fun for me i'm really excited about that but without further ado uh, before it gets past his bedtime, well, let's get to our main man, Brennan Schlittler, live with 55. Hit the music. Brendan, what's up, brother? 
How we doing, guys? Doing good. My first so, question, man. we go, go right in on it. Today, I saw something <laughs> on Twitter that I loved, the Moses Maneuver. Have you seen this tweet yet today? If not, do you want me to explain what the Moses Maneuver is? I did see the tweet. I think it's a pretty good description as to what happened. Dude, that was awesome. So I, I thought you guys played well. I, you know, listen, I have, I've learned to speak a little bit of coach speak over my years doing this. And I hear Hugh Freeze in the press conferences talk about the O-line. And, and, you know, he always, he's always complimentary of what you guys are doing. But I like to hear it straight from you. How did you perform and how did your unit perform on Monday or on Saturday? Uh, looking back, uh, you know, how do you I mean, I'm looking at the rushing stats and the sack stats compared to last year. And to, to those two stats, you guys are playing awesome. But, you know, there's always there's always something with this offensive line in terms of what you can do better and how you performed. Love to get your take on that. Yeah, as a group, I thought that was probably the best full four quarter rushing performance you've had the, uh, the whole season. Uh, got Day and Shedder over 100 yards apiece. And, um, you know, protection wise, personally, I give up a few pressures that uh, could have been avoided. Um, but overall, the group just battled. And um, you can really see the chemistry with the running backs starting to come to fruition. I looked at Day Day's game log and he's increased his rushing yards every single game for the first five for, uh, first five games. So he's starting to learn how we block. We're starting to kind of feel how he plays the, you know, the linebackers and how we need to set up the angles and stuff. So um, both those guys are just growing chemistry-wise, but thought the group played awesome. Uh, rotated, you know, eight or nine guys, and all of them played super well. There was no drop-off, and um, it's just awesome to see the work that we put in to just keep coming to fruition. And um, as you said, there's always more. So there's a new challenge this week, and we got to clean more stuff up. Always got to clean new stuff up. So, yeah, B, congrats, man. Great, great ball game, start to finish. It was uh, 4QF for sure. I, you guys were on point and just uh, really, really rolling well. I think the thing that jumped out to me about the game, I just kind of want to get your take on too. A little bit of a strange way to go about it, going this way. But uh, penalty yards against ODU, man, those guys just absolutely shot themselves in the feet. Between, I don't, I think they were over 100 yards, maybe in penalties. Um, and to turn it back to you, though, uh, just curious, how do you guys, what's the penalty speak like for O-line? Because I know there's a lot of times when, you know, you guys get guilty of reaching outside the um, outside the box and grabbing somebody, trying to prevent that pressure, that kind of thing. What kind of um, talk do you guys have in regards to limiting those type of uh, penalties against you? Because, man, they are absolutely game killers. Yeah, that's a great question. Um the penalties that we believe we fully control for offensive linemen are pre-snap penalties. So that's going to basically be false starts. Uh, if you're blocking as hard as you can every single play, your hand's going to slip and you're going to have a holding call, you know, a couple of seasons. It's going to happen. So what coach says all the time. He said, I'm good with the holding call because you have to have a few of those in order to make the big runs happen. Um, but when we're talking false starts or – you know, delay of games, I guess, if we were doing something stupid, not getting set on the ball quick enough. Those are really the two things as an offensive line that we can control. If we're focused in and fully dialed in, then that's not going to happen. And if we aren't, then, you know, you can have a few. If you know that the play's not starting on the first clap, it's starting on the second, you jump on the first clap, that's completely on us. So um, I thought our team did a great job. We're starting to learn to play disciplined football. There's definitely an element that comes to that. And um, 
you know, they like to talk the whole game. And to me, if you have to talk the whole game, then you're not confident yourself. So just telling the guys, don't say anything back and whoop their butt. You know, you win by 14 and they have to talk the whole time and have 100 penalty yards. Tells a story. All right. You can see Day-Day up there on the screen. <clears throat> it says Day-Day all Day-Day. <clears throat> me, personally, I love that saying. Uh, I'm not sure how how Day-Day feels about it, but just going off of what he <laughs> is like in press conferences, I'm sure he really doesn't care too, too much. Uh, is that a phrase you've heard in the locker room at all, or do you keep that out of there? And more importantly, <clears throat> what is it like to have a guy like that Man, I, I've never seen anyone run the way he does. Not at the pro level, not at the college level, not at the high school level. I officiated high school for a long time. I've never seen anybody that's rolling and flipping, tumbling, twisting for that extra one or two yards every single time. And it's gritty. It's dirty. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like I don't know, spastic at the end <laughs> of the run to get an extra few yards. That's got to be really cool to see somebody working that hard to get an extra yard for for you guys uh, doing all the work, uh, unsung heroes up there up front. So that's a two-part question. Have you heard Day-Day all Day-Day? And what is it like blocking for somebody like that? Does that pump you up to see somebody squirreling around like that? I have heard of the phrase. Um, we haven't necessarily translated into the locker room yet. I'm sure we will at some point. Um, but Day-Day's personality is just like how he runs. That dude is all over the place. He's always hungry. And, uh, we knew he was special, uh, in spring ball when we were watching the film, like this guy has got something to him that I haven't seen in a while. So, uh, and you watch the film during practice, you watch it during games. That's the type of guy you want to block for. He's going to, as you said, he's spazzing to get an extra yard or two that's a guy that you want to work extra hard for because he's doing the same thing for you. So it's awesome to have a guy like that back there and you have the utmost confidence and, uh, in him when he's in to just, you know, get those extra yards. We call them dirty yards or dirty runs. So when there's two yards available, he's going to get four. That's a dirty run. You have a, you have to have a lot of those in order to be a good, uh, good offense. And he does a great job of getting those for us. And not to mention all those running backs have gotten, a lot better in pass protection too. They're picking up blitzes that I that just didn't happen previously. So the coaches have done a great job preparing them, and they've gotten physical and flipping guys over their back and stuff, just mauling blitzers. So those dudes are in it with us. So you say good protection this year. That they they've done the same thing. So awesome. Brandon, it's almost like we planned this, dude, but I promise everybody out there we didn't plan this, but you just teed up my next question so spot on. This is so good. I got to know about some trash talk because you mentioned it just a second ago, and a lot of years on the sidelines I heard some stuff, but my but my question to you is in the trenches where it's <laughs> in the trenches. Uh, what's uh, what's some of the best best lines that you've heard or something that you may have uh, that you may have thrown out there once that you were – pretty proud of now remember we've got fcc regulations or whatever that they are so <laughs> behave, behave yourself yeah I, my motto's always been uh if someone's going to talk the whole game then as i said then they're not confident in their playing ability but there are times you have to step in and say some things you know if you're up by a big margin let let them know what the score is or you know you just gotta let them hear it i, I don't know if i'm gonna say too much of what i say on here but uh personally you know some of the things they've told us i mean they kind of mess with how big we are 
Um, I had one guy call me like SpongeBob SquarePants or something stupid like that. So, um, you know, when Tom was here, they were calling us all Pillsbury Doughboys and, you know, they're having fun with them. But um, some of the guys just, you could tell they're hurting deep down because they're just not winning or doing a good job. So when that's the case, I like to be silent and just let our work speak for itself. But we've heard some pretty funny things in there. Brennan, you shit that out there, man. Now you're going to be SpongeBob memed all over the place, <laughs> and you just did that to yourself. Typically, you're on your A game. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, you don't see any SpongeBob. Memes. I had to give a little insight there. You know, you guys got to yeah. hear that stuff. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie with 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 the way your shoulder pads are and the way everything fits. It, I mean, I could see SpongeBob a little bit there. Maybe I don't know. Uh, fantastic stuff. All right, uh, before we get to our last question. Take it over with RTR here. You got all the info there on the bottom. Tell us about those guys. guys. Yeah, RT Rogers, based out of West Virginia. Um, the owner is a Liberty alum, good friend of Chad's. And uh, they just deliver oil to the hardest places uh, over six states. Um, they do a great job with uh, petroleum or all the other types of uh, oil. They, they deliver, and, you know, you said there's stories of them delivering in the mountains and down all these trails and stuff, so... Uh, hard to reach places, quality fuel, and exceptional service. So, um, in those six states, I highly encourage every single person. Um, having met Greg personally, he's a great man, and I'm sure his work is fantastic. So, give him a call with any uh, gasoline or fuel needs, and uh, he'll get you set. Good job, man. Hey, mid-season form already. Hey, uh, be <clears throat> first of all, I'm gonna keep my head on a swivel when I'm around you or your family after that SpongeBob comment. So, so please take it easy on me. I will, I will be looking over my shoulder when I'm, when I'm on campus. Uh, and, and the last question here for you is, uh, you know, about you personally, um, you know, I guess we're almost 33% of the way through the season. Um, you're coming up on, I don't know, maybe your third, third or fourth season with the team. Um, you know, what is it like right now? Do you have that same excitement and energy as you do on the first day of kickoff or a bowl game or something like that? And if not, how do you find that energy? Where do you get that excitement from? Or are you a truly a, a daily grinder? How do you work that mentally being, to me as a fan, like it's it's a grind. This next three or four weeks is a grind to like get on here and do this podcast. It's It's like, you know, it's something I have to do. It's not something I'm really pumped up every single day to do. So uh, I know that probably translates a little bit as a player, but talk us through those feelings right now in the middle of a season. I think a grind is the best way to describe it. Um, believe it or not, I'm actually going into year five. So I actually am in year five um, with another year after this. So it's been a long journey and uh, definitely have some more to go. But as you said, there are days where you wake up and you just don't have it. And, you know, we talk about it. If we're being real with each other, not everyone's not going to have it. You know, we're not going to have it every single day. We're not going to have the juice. We're not going to have the, you know, the drive that we always want. But that's where accountability comes in. So you, I've had guys tell me, like, hey, I'm a, I don't have it today. Like, you know, pump me up or I'll do the same to them. And you kind of just feed off of each other because at the end of the day, you're playing for something way bigger than yourself. And, um as far as the team, I think this is the the coolest feeling I've ever had on a team that I've since I've been here. Um, everything's kind of coming into fruition with the culture. It's been it's a grind to be consistent with a culture to hold the standard. 
Um, you know, you ha- you taste winning with the when we rank the top twenty five, you kind of drop off because you know team got complacent, and now you're back in the battlefield fighting to get back there again. So it's pretty awesome to climb back up that hill. And uh, when you wake up, you definitely have something to fight for every single day. You may not want to, but um, by the time we get to the practice field, we know we're fighting for something bigger than us. Uh, we got big goals, big aspirations, and um, the team is just fully on board for where we're going. I'm pumped up. I'm ready. Let's get it. Uh, you you got me going there. Uh, Nick, let's see that Moses maneuver picture one time here uh, just to kind of send, send Brendan out. Look at that hole there. I, I, I did look in the picture. I didn't see a 55 in there. You might have been subbed out on this play. However, the offensive line, uh, kudos to those guys. Look at that. We don't get that angle on TV too often. Um, so this yeah, is Chad, Chad, old, old guys like you and me could have run through that hole, dude. Look at that. Hey, Chad can know. maybe fit through there. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, hey, easy, easy. All right. We're even. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a wonderful job. Uh, so it looks like that Pat Kelly there, you can see tweeted about it. And then, uh, Luke, uh, Luke M said, henceforth, this will be do- dubbed the Moses maneuver. I love that. Uh, the parting of the Red Sea. I saw somebody else call it. But look, man, we get hype about this stuff. We we do on uh, the listeners and and everybody, myself. We love good offensive line play because we've seen what it's like. Sometimes we don't have good offensive line play, so we appreciate it. And I just wanted to bring attention to that. Just also say congratulations on an excellent year you personally are having. Your unit is having. I know. I know that can be refreshing. Um, and uh, you know, uh, just really proud of the way you guys have handled yourself and grown together so quickly excited about coach K and everything he's bringing to that offensive line. So keep it up. We'll definitely be watching and uh, hopefully we get a couple of Moses maneuvers on Saturday to, to show uh, again next week. So yeah, we plan on getting a bunch of those, but uh, as I just keep saying some stuff, I always say, and you always hear there's no drop off with this offensive line. So you said I wasn't in, but those guys going in there just destroyed those guys. So um, I just, something I wanted to point out there's those guys are, fully capable of doing everything everyone else can do. So they're doing a great job. Yep. Awesome stuff, man. All right, Nick, we are going to see the, uh, the Jason Porter ad, and then we are going to run the flames nation temperature check. uh, And then we will get all everybody. We have all the fans popping up here. We'll get, uh, take a temperature check, heat check of flames nation. So let's get it. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Jason Porter. I'm with Legacy Realty and Development, and it's been a a great partnership here with Sea of Red lately. Uh, I was with Liberty Athletics as the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Medicine, so took care of all of the uh, healthcare needs and coordinated that with a fantastic staff at Liberty um, in the athletic department, of course, for about uh, five or six years, and then uh, moved into real estate full-time and uh, with Legacy Realty and Development. And uh, it's just been a great pleasure to continue to stay connected with my Liberty University uh, family and the athletics family as well. I've been enjoying serving them. Uh, a lot of the um, graduate assistants and some of the staff that I hired has come back now and has uh, been using me for residential services, which I really appreciate. But certainly do residential real estate as far as buying and selling of homes, of course. And then also uh, we have a strong commercial presence as well. So commercial real estate, um, obviously very, very different animal than is residential. But uh, whether it's buying and selling commercial uh, properties or uh, just the leasing of properties, we can help with that as well. So it's uh, been a great uh, opportunity to service our commercial clients as well. And then certainly on the investment front, too, a number of um, folks who have discovered the power of passive income through real estate 
and investing in real estate with rental properties or fix and flips, those kind of things. And so great joy to, um, to serve my clients in that capacity as well. The uh, other thing that I would add too is just a very, very full Rolodex at this point of contractors and subs and just different professional contacts that I've made through the years. So if I can ever provide any of those folks to you and all of a sudden you need a plumber or an electrician or a contractor to build your deck, whatever, I'd certainly be glad to give you access to that Rolodex and those references as well because a lot of times it's not exactly who you know, it's uh, who you know that knows how to do the job well. And so I would be glad to provide those services for you as well. So love Flames Nation, love taking care of um, my Liberty uh, family. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, my contact information is all right here on the screen. And I would love to be uh, a service to you and yours. Thanks so much. I was kind of feeling that. All right. All right. Look, we have a panel here. Nick Pretty, I don't know where you went, uh, but we have with us Turtle Power 98, Cincy Flame, a.k.a. Patrick, Sam Stone, the legend, Nick Pretty. If he, uh, if he uh, ever, shows ever shows up, up I am I echoing. echoing. I don't know who, I don't know that, who is. that is. All right. But let's get it anyways. Uh, first question I have is how are you feeling? Let's take a temperature check, a heat check. Uh, gauge the feelings of Flames Nation right now. Uh, Turtle, we'll start with you. This is a question for everybody. What is it that you feel immediately when somebody says 2023 or 2022, excuse me, Liberty Flames football? How are you feeling? I, mean, I guess to me, it's like the best and worst. And it's the best in the fact that it's like our best recruiting class we've had. I can't wait for conference schedules to come out to see Liberty's name in the conference previews and all that stuff. Like the, the banner that goes on in conference USA forums. I'm like excited about all of that. Um, on the other side, I'm like not that excited because it's our weakest schedule we'll probably ever have. Um, so that's, I mean, that's kind of the downer for me, like just the lack of a power five team and just, but what about 2022 right now, this year's team, how are you feeling? Oh, this year's team? You yeah, said 2022. I, That's I, why know, I, was, I misspoke. Uh, 2022, I'm very excited. I mean, I think some of the games that didn't look winnable, such as like BYU and Arkansas, they looked a lot more like we can compete now. I mean, BYU didn't look that great against Utah State. Um, Arkansas has had a couple games against Missouri State and other games where they haven't looked that good. I mean, I definitely think there's no game where it looks like we're out of it. And we've already won the three games that were supposed to be the question marks. We've won all three of them. So I feel really good about the season. Like we're going to exceed expectations. So you're feeling good. I heard you're feeling excited and exceeding expectations. Those are all good feelings. Patrick, how you feeling? Are you from Cincinnati and how are you feeling tonight about your 2022 flames? I am from Cincinnati. I'm married to, a girl here, and uh, so we have moved to the Cincinnati area. I never dreamed I would live in the Buckeye State, but God has uh, plans that we don't know sometimes. But uh, uh, thanks for the invite, by the way, Chad. Um, yeah. For me, I I think that we have overachieved in my – it's going into the season, I wasn't as optimistic as a lot of uh, Liberty fans were. You know, having – you don't replace a quarterback like Malik Willis. 
and just move on. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was thinking we would probably drop one to, um, either, you know, Southern Miss, UAB or ODU. And the ODU game really scared me the most out of those, uh, out of those. So I'm happy that we're sitting here with a, a one point lost awake. Um, I think I tweeted last week, I think I, this may be uh, Coach Frieza's best job he's done since he's been here. Um, if you would have told me we had to play all four quarterbacks this year to get to where we are, and he has kind of plugged kids in just at the right time. Um, when we needed a drive, um, You know, he's not been afraid to make a move. So, yeah, I think he's done a tremendous job. The coaches um, have done a great job. So, yeah, I've, I'm really happy where we are. I think we've overachieved, and and like Turtle said, I've, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't knock off, you know, a BYU at home. Um, I think the Arkansas game is going to be a little tougher, but BYU game looks a lot more winnable than than what I thought the beginning of the season. I heard happy, overexceeded expectations. Those are also good feelings. All right, let's get to the main man, the legend down here in his car. I can't see anything behind you, so <laughs> something sneaks up behind you. I can't guarantee your safety. Uh, those watching this stream, it is PG. However, it could go R really quickly, depending on what happens behind Sam there. Uh, dude, how are you feeling? What it, When somebody says, hey, uh, how are your 2022 Flames looking? Uh, do you immediately get happy? Do you immediately get excited like these other two? What's your immediate feeling? Well, I got to go. First off, I'm pulling a Kyle DeArmond doing a uh, video for my car. Hopefully you guys can hear me well. Driving home, wasn't planning on being here at this time. Uh, second off, I'm wearing my We Got Dudes shirt. So shout out to Asia Red. Thank you all for that. That's exciting. And, uh, oh, there's Nick Pretty looking good. What's up, dude? Um, but overall feeling for the Flames this year, if you would have asked me, now, I'm not a huge – I live in Kentucky to where I can't do all the betting here in Kentucky, so I would have had to drive to Indiana. If I would have bet on what was the over for wins on the season, was it seven or eight? Six and a half is what it started yeah. out at, and then it went to seven. We had to get to seven. I would hit the under because it's you just don't replace a quarterback like Malik Willis and have guys who can come in and be confident. And with, with being four and one right now, I bet you there's not a single four and one or better team out there who is on their fourth string and third string quarterback. Nobody else can do that. And so I feel like we're positioned in the place to where I feel like we all have this little hint of excitement for Charlie Brewer that we don't want to talk about because there's a reason <laughs> why, there's a reason why coach who we trust coach freeze There's a reason why he picked him to be the starting quarterback at the beginning of this year over Caden Salter. And so we're all excited about Caden Salter. He's shown a bunch of flashes of greatness, but also, if we get Charlie Brewer back and we get Hugh Freeze the ability to do what he wanted to do at the beginning of the season, I mean, I I think I tweeted today, I wake up two weeks from now. Now, I know, Chad, Chad you quote tweeted this and said rat poison, so <laughs> I'm fine too. But, and it is rat poison, so uh, Schittler, Schittler, whatever his name is, Brendan, don't listen to this, but it is rat poison. But two weeks from now, we could wake up six and one, playing BYU at home with a new quarterback that BYU knows nothing about and we could upset them. And I think we're a shoe in top 25 team at that time. So that's where I'm planning on being in two weeks, two weeks, three weeks. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited this season, exceeding expectations, filling in Malik Willis's role has been wildly successful, even though it hasn't, uh, hasn't been the prettiest the whole entire time. And I think 
we're poised to finish the season strong, and I think we could go eight and four, nine and three is even a possibility. So, wildly successful is the term I heard there. That's different from the others. Uh, Nick, glad uh, you might have to come off mute there. <clears throat> there you go. It looks like your ear earphones. Can you hear us? Okay. Oh yeah. Here's the we're question: good. When somebody says when sim- somebody says Liberty Football 2022 version. What is your first feeling? We've heard happy, grateful, wildly successful. What is your feeling inside? What 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 is it that just stirs up inside of you when you think about your Flames football team? First, can you hear me? Are we good? Yeah. Let's go. That's the starting point. Amped. I feel amped, Chad. Uh, how can you not be? First off, <laughs> secondly, I'm on a live stream with Patrick from Cincinnati, so I feel the same way about Liberty football that Patrick and I share, and I'm sure Sam as well, about Grater's ice cream, Montgomery and Ribs, <laughs> Skyline Chili. It does not get better than 2022 Flames football right now. So I'm amped up, Chad. Uh, we, we're, we're, going, we're going on a good thing right now. So I'm amped. amped. I like that. Porter, what's your word, man? What, how are you feeling? I'm excited too. I think it's been a it's been a phenomenal start to the year. I think you guys are right on spot with uh, with the quarterback replacement. I mean, who would have thought, right, with Malik um, graduating and and moving on, what's been able to go on with the quarterback by committee here, quarterbacks by committee plural. So I think that's been awesome. Um, you know, we have the privilege of being here for the home games, and man, it is rocking on the mountain, guys. It, it really is fantastic, and uh, that's that energy I think is carrying over probably greater than it ever has. Even uh, two weeks ago, when the when it was pouring, pouring rain, it was literally just the bottom right corners of the stadium that weren't full with the students. Those maniacs were out there going crazy, man. It was uh, they were bringing the heat. It was great. My word, and then we'll ask the second question. My word is grateful. Whenever I hear somebody talk about the Liberty Flames, it used to be like, oh, well, you guys are FCS, or oh, you lost to whoever. Now, or like. You know, I'm grateful that our we're playing the FBS. I'm grateful that Williams Stadium isn't just a shell of a huge potential. It, like it, it comes alive now, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for Hugh Freeze and his coaching staff. I'm grateful for the depth we have at every position. I'm grateful, honestly, for fans like you guys who who there are more diehard fans now than there ever has been. Uh, the community that we've kind of developed together has been amazing on Twitter. In other places, so meeting some of you in real life has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm grateful. That's that would say is my word there. All right, next question is, all right, we got to do this quicker. But we're go, we got to get to our four minute <laughs> offense here. Um, what is what should the Flames stop doing? What should they start doing? And what should they continue doing? Uh, Turtle, you look complex. So I'm going to get somebody else first. Uh, we'll, let's go down to. Patrick, by the way, there are more Cincy representatives in here. Our producer, Nick, is also Cincy. And by the way, it's spelled C-I-N-C-Y, Patrick, according to our producer. I'm not sure if that matters or not. Uh, but here, here he we go. Prob- uh, he probably likes Gold Star over Skyline as well. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, he probably does. All right. So what is your what is your thought on stop, start, continue for the Flames football um, team? Continue. Um, our creative team, those guys do an incredible job. So um, as you brought up, Chad, it was um, to look where we've come on social media is really amazing. Um, So to represent, you know, Flames Nation and it for a long time, I felt like I was like and I'm you guys probably felt the same way. Like you're just a voice in the wilderness kind of by yourself. So 
um, to, you know, to have come together and um, to, we just, we need, LU football needs to continue to push the, the social media platform. Kids love it. Um, recruits love it. Um, something that um, we need to, to work on it. It looks like it is better and living in Cincinnati, I don't make it to a lot of games, but just making sure the, the kids are there for the whole game. So, you know, I think we had a little Twitter back and forth about what we can do to keep students there. So, you know, maybe do some creative things, you know, bring in a concert after a game or, you know, do some things like we I think um, we have to work on just making sure that all four quarters, those kids are there because they it's such a big impact. When you hear coaches talk about um, the atmosphere and those our students are set up right behind those opposing teams. So um, it's just a great environment. So. So I'll, I'll cede my time, the rest of my time, and, and uh, so we don't go over too long. But all right, Turtle, you're looking a little bit more confident now. What do you got? Stop, start, continue. Well, I was along the continue lines, like just with recruiting. Um, like we've grown so much in the last year or two with when a recruit's out there and says he got an offer. There's like nine people pouncing on it right now, and I think that's great for recruits because it makes them feel wanted. I just think it's it's been great just to continue to develop that and do that. Um, I also this is more of a question, but they had a like a bullhorn on third down when I was at the UAB game. Did they do that in prior years? I'm not sure if they did, but is that new? Or yeah, is that- I think I think so. It used to be uh, uh, like a loud noise, uh, not a bullhorn though. That might be new. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I liked it because I've been on the other side when my team's there and I hate it when the other team's doing it. So I just think it's sort of like this panic for the other team. Oh, no, it's third down. It's going to get left. It's kind of an air raid horn kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it almost sounded like like something from Lord of the Rings or, you know, that I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I heard it on TV. Yeah, it was it was good. Um are you going to be the first one to give us what should they stop doing, Turtle? Stop. Uh, it's a hard – all white jerseys I don't like. When it's all white, <laughs> I don't like that. that. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, start, I would say – you've talked about this before. I want to get Toby Mack to do an entrance song for Liberty. I've been wanting that forever. Pay him whatever you have to. He could make an awesome entrance song for Liberty. That's what I'd All right. Say. All right, uh, let's go down to Mr. Pretty down there. Uh, stop, start doing, whether that's Liberty football as a whole or on the field, what should they stop, start, and continue doing? Continue doing. Yeah, so stop I had the hardest time coming up with, so I'll try and come back around to it and make this quick, Chad. Um, start, I would like to see the, uh, the department start incorporating um, basically game day traditions and communicating that ahead of time. Uh, to where it's, I don't know, vi- video packages, pictures, um, collages, whatever, to where out-of-town fans, we've got more fans coming to games than we've ever had before coming across the country, first time experiencing. I know Turtle Power, you just had that you know, last year. Um, first time experiences, you don't know what the traditions are, you don't know what the chants are, when to chant, all that good stuff. So um, where fans can research that ahead of time and be researched up and prepped, I uh, would love to see that be the start. Um, so if that is already happening, I'm behind the eight ball and continue, uh, continue improving the premier and premium game day experience, both in the stadium and then with our broadcast team, obviously, uh, LFSN does a phenomenal job 
and uh, you know different things like pylon cams and sky cams and drones and different things like that. I think it would be fantastic to continue to improve the broadcasting um, and, uh, and and obviously in-game seating. What Ian has done, he, you know, coming from Baylor, he said bigger isn't always better. <laughs> you want to have something that's going to be prime time and a premier experience. And what he's building at Williams Stadium, I think, is certainly fitting that mold to where people can you know come out, have a comfortable but exciting and you know really uh, really great experience. So I got nothing for stop. Sorry, Chad, but uh, I'll stop there. <laughs> All good. All right, Sam, <clears throat> I'm going to throw you a throw I'm you a curveball. I'm going to. I'm throwing you a curveball here. All right. I was already with my stop start continue. I know, I know. Get ready. Wait, you think on I your have... toes. Think on your toes I'm still, here. I'm still gonna answer it with that, but go okay, ahead. Okay, no, okay. You what <laughs> should they stop, start, and continue doing on the field? Okay. Not, quickly. not the program as a whole. What, what should they do on the field differently? Start, we need to start having a kicker that can be consistent. It is like a golfer. It is literally, if you're a go, if you're a golfer, it doesn't matter if you're pitching wedge at 90 yards or if you had 150 yards. If you can get consistent with that golf swing, you're going to be good and you're going to get playing time. I don't care if you miss every 35 yarder or more you take. If you can't hit chip shots, don't be out there. And if you're if you're over 35 yards and we don't have a kicker that can kick that, then we know we're going for it every time when we're punting. But having a guy that is going to hit kick 60 percent. We got to stop having that. We need consistency. I don't care if you can hit a 60-yarder. If you can't hit every 25-yarder, we need somebody else. Um, continuing, I've said some negative things against the offensive line in the past, and we need to continue the offensive line we've had the last few weeks. Uh, it's been incredible. It is. I probably haven't tweeted enough how great they've done, and it's easier to tweet when it's negative and not when it's positive because they're kind of the guys that get forgotten. But they are killing it. Obviously, Day Day Hunter's killing it. Day Day all day day, right, Chad? Where'd you get, where'd you get that saying from, Chad? <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know. It came out of Liberty <laughs> Twitter somewhere. I want my royal. Hey, when it's on a shirt, I want my royalties. Okay, we got you. <laughs> a nickel shirt. <laughs> all day day. And then uh, I was going to say, this doesn't apply on the field. We need to continue uh, sending uh, Matt Warner and Joe Yock on the road for all of our games. Because I can't take a number one sports center play having to hear a guy be like, oh, that was a one-handed catch. That was really cool. Can you imagine Joe Yock? Joe Yock would have lost his ever-loving mind. There, there would have been microphones broke. It would have been incredible. So send them on the road. Keep the offensive line rolling. Get a consistent kicker. And I'm a happy fan. That's All, so. all right. <clears throat> Porter, Porter, uh, you've had. Uh, same thing here. Start, stop, continue. Uh, Chad, I'm going to blow the continuum completely. I'm going a different way. I'm going to play the insider card for just a minute of all the stuff that you guys are talking about because I used to be in these meetings uh, with the athletic department for a number of years. And I'll tell you that everything that goes on that you guys are talking about, man, that is a huge job description for a lot of people, as you guys know. So all the all the feedback and the suggestions that you guys make, and more so about the game day experience is kind of what I'm talking about. That is under constant review, and, uh, man, it is as, as a long-time guy who's got the gray hair to prove it that I've been here for a little while. Um, it's come such a long ways, and the overall stadium improvement is so much better, you guys know, but all the things that you all are bringing up um, constantly under the improvement microscope, and uh, Ian and the staff have just done a phenomenal job on that. So I'm just going to push fast-forward gas full full force and uh, just continue to do that game day atmosphere because it's, uh, it, it's a long way from where it used to be. Yeah. Uh, all right. I am not going to take the easy road out. I am going to give some stop, start, and continues. Stop, 
doing fourth and one and third and one from and one from shotgun, right? That, that is, I, I don't know. I'm not a play caller. Listen, this is it. This is just opinion as a fan. Stop going shotgun on short yardages. Uh, start running screens, swing passes, and slants. Uh, I don't see uh, the one swing pass we had the last last uh, week went went to the house. Day Day went like 48 some yards. Uh, we barely see any slants, and we don't see any screen passes when they're when they're sending the house. The, I only know this. Look, look, Coach Coach Freeze. I I only know they play Madden a ton in college. Whenever they're blitzing, you run draws and screens. Uh, they were sending that several times, and I know we're going to see that against UMass coming up. They're going to send the house, and one of the ways you take pressure off of your offensive line uh, is to run screen plays. So to start doing that is slants, swing passes, and and uh, screens. I'll call those the three S's. My grandfather called the three S's something else. But we're going to go with slants, screens, and swing passes. All right. And what was the one? Continue. <clears throat> you know what I love that we do right now that we should continue? And that is when we come out and we make up our mind that – and Freeze has even said this, and this goes back to his beginning year here. He comes out with this mindset of, all right, it's us versus you on the, on the offensive versus defensive line, and we're going to run the ball. And I love when we get in that thoroughbred package with Nate Hampton. I love when you can tell that we're just going to run, 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 run. <clears throat> There's not, you don't do that all game long, but we should continue doing that where Freeze picks that moment where it's like, okay, now's the time to test out this running game versus their run defense. And I love when we get in that mode, so we should continue doing that. So that is to, I'm not even going to recap all that because I'm already in enough trouble for what I just said. Uh, so we're going to move to the last question. <clears throat> As a Liberty fan, what does it mean Mean uh, that more on the mountain? It means more on the mountain. You see that phrase all over. Uh, it means more at Liberty, uh, all that kind of thing. Uh, quickly summarize what that means to you, uh, Cincy with an eye, Flame, Patrick. What does <laughs> what it, uh, it means more on the mountain? What does that mean to you? Yeah, to me, it's uh, I'm kind of old school, Chad. I've been around – Liberty Athletics for a long time. So um, I was there when Farwell Sr. was there, and he used to always say, if it's Christian, it should be better. And so in my mind, you know, it's you come to the mountain, and it should, everything we do, it should mean more. Um, how we um, just, just in, in everything that we do, how we treat visitors um, to, you know, down to, you know, the, the guy, empty in the trash cans. So um, it should just be better. And so um, I spend, unfortunately, I spend a lot of my time on uh, message boards and different forms. I've never, ever had anyone who has come to a Liberty uh, football game or a basketball game or even a baseball game um, have any negative experiences. You know, you read about all the stuff that that people write about, you know, what they think would be it would be like. But once they get on the mountain, it's different. And so that's what it means to me. And uh, I invite people all the time that have negative thoughts about Liberty sports to, to come to a game um, and experience it for yourself. And I think you'll probably go away changed. Awesome stuff. Hey, I appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, <clears throat> as, as uh, Nick throws up here, is it, do you spell it Cincy or Cincy with an I from the Inquirer? 95.3% say Cincy with a Y. So yeah. might be a name change in your future. Uh, the Inquirer is a communist power. newspaper. 
<laughs> yeah, easy, easy, easy. All right, Turtle Power, uh, what does it means more on the mountain mean to you personally? Uh, I just think, I mean, Liberty's motto at least was training champions for Christ. Um, there's, I think because all the players share a common bond with their faith, um, it, it just, it, culture is emphasized more on the mountain and it goes to the fans and how we treat everyone. I also think like players play a game, but they're also thinking like, how do I glorify God while I'm out here on the field? And also how can I use football to further me in my career or what I do next? Like what lessons can I learn from this? So I just think the emphasis is not just on the game, but on a lot more than it would be like at another college, I guess. Oh, wonderful. I thought your brother was the preacher. You did pretty good there. You might want to take that up. Take that up. Um, <clears throat> pretty, let's go to you. What what it means more on the mountain. What does that mean to you personally? Personally, Yeah, real quick before I do that, analytics will disagree with you. Third and one, fourth and one from the shotgun, just so you know. But uh, as far as what it means, um, I'm just giving you a hard time, Chad. Yeah, I mean, just echoing what, what Patrick and Steven said, you know, when – the overwhelming vast majority of your fan base and students, prof- you know, profess, um, you know, Jesus is Lord. And, you know, that's going to um, just emanate from them, and that's going to come out, and people are going to feel that and experience it. And we experience it firsthand. You know, you can look at the nice, fancy-looking buildings, but uh, it's it's the people that you're going to interact with. That's the that's the game changer. So, Priest talks about it. You get people on campus; they say the same thing. Sam, I'm glad to see that you're parked, man. When you were going, when you were going 50 in that last answer, I was a little nervous. Not gonna lie, no, I, was, I had All to right. put the I had to put the phone down because there was a cop behind me, so I had to turn the lights off for a second. And then he pulled into the same gas station, so that was great. Um, it, it means more on the mountain to me, and I'm gonna take my time on this because it's Richie Richie Long shots behind me, and we can eat into as much of his time as we need to. But yeah. it means more to me is, I mean, we've all hit on it. Um, when you know somebody and you know and you relate on one thing, you feel like you have a good relationship with them. And all of us have a connection with liberty. But when you relate on the fact that uh, we believe in Christ and we that changes the way we live in our biblical worldview, it's, man, I feel like I connect with Turtle Power. And we're in message groups where we get to talk and it's a lot of fun and and all these different guys. And I don't live far from Sensi Flame. I'm two hours away in Louisville. And Nick Pretty and I have a lot in common, and I'm a real estate agent as well, like Jason and Chad. I guess we, I don't know, we we have some similarities. But uh, there's so many things that when you can have other similarities with people, it, it, it just means more to where I enjoy getting to ch- chat with you guys about Liberty football. And then also just on on the mountain for people, it means more when uh, when the culture takes it all in and people enjoy going to games. So. It's a lot of fun. It just means more. It's a, it's a it's a lifestyle rather than just a team to root for. It's not a win loss thing. It's a it's a we're going in this together. So yeah, right thus Jason, what do you got? Yeah, spot on with all these guys too. Uh, I would echo uh, something else uh, that I experienced personally. Of course, was just uh, being around all the various head coaches and the recruiting uh, process and what those guys went through and uh, just realizing that they were always about trying to recruit. Um, not only men and women who represented Christ, but would also compete at the highest level, but used it as a platform. And Dr. Paul always said athletics and music, right? That was going to be the two of the ways that we reach the world for Christ. And, and we're seeing it on the athletic stage. And then uh, even to the home side of, of, of uh, games of what Cincy Flame just talked about, too. We were just at a, 
at an ACC school a couple of weeks ago at another institution for another football game, and it was not the same experience by any stretch. It was uh, a little um, embarrassing, to be honest with you, with, with some of the stuff that's going on around us. So it just means a lot having having the home crowd behind us and, and knowing that the, the commonality crisis is at the center. means to me to mean more on the mountain is just that. It, it means more, uh, you know, at – I saw uh, I saw a picture of C.J. Spiller doing a recruiting visit at Clemson today, and I'm not going to remember the four things that they have up on their wall at Clemson, but it was like get a high, a great education, um, make relationships with people who will impact you in your life going forward. Uh, it was win a championship was one of their things that you'll do if you go to Clemson. I think we can add one. Uh, to the to that wall and we can do all of those things but we can add one to that and that is to you know a freeze goes on these monday monday morning basically preaching sessions and we have convo and we have all of those different things where you're going to be fed spiritually and uh you know it's like it's like one of the like everything else like if you feed one certain aspect of your life that's the one that's going to be the strongest and i feel like that at liberty you are being fed that that uh you know, that way of thinking and that spiritual, uh, food. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a preacher turtle. So your brother, your brother can't lean on me for a, a Sunday morning fill in, but I guess, uh, you can add that to that wall of you'll come in, you can win a championship at Liberty. You can get a great education at Liberty. You can meet in people that will impact your life forever, but you can also be fed spiritually and grow spiritually. And, and that's where it means more to me is that that final thing that you can put up there on the wall. Um, so yeah, that's kind of uh, kind of where I lean with it means more. All right, really appreciate you guys coming on, uh, Turtle. You're the man. Is that I I did see the reptile cage in the background, um, <laughs> Cincy Flame Patrick. I did see the Kentucky helmet that you tried to hide up top, and then the Kentucky helmet in the bottom. But uh, the Wildcats are having a good game. Had a little we tough are. day down at Ole Miss. Um, but uh, great to have you guys. This has been uh, one of my favorite segments of the season. Uh, we ran really long, but it's all good. And I uh, appreciate your guys' time. And uh, let's do it again next time. Go Flames. Sounds Go Flames. Thanks. Thanks. Go Flames. All right, let's hit the John Manson intro music. Thanks, Jason. John. John. And the creator, founder, all things a sea of red. My good friend, uh, what was the other name that I had for you? Boss man, you're muted. Got right, me now. Fourth, yeah, what was the fourth name? I don't know. We probably shouldn't say it on air. Probably right? <laughs> okay. Uh, John, let's jump right into uh, four game, five games, five games. Four quarterbacks. Did I say that right? Have you ever been a part of a season with four quarterbacks? And you're in those press conferences twice a week, may, uh, three times a week with game days. Um, you hear from Freeze more than any of us. <clears throat> I feel like today he kind of acted a little bit like, guys, I'm, I'm new to this too. I don't know what to do. We have four quarterbacks. Is that kind of – your feeling from freeze. And then also uh, what is your take on the four quarterbacks? Uh, has it been too much? Has it been just the right amount? 
Uh, what are we doing with four quarterbacks right now? Well, it's a, it's a great question and a great point, and it, it, it's really going to end up defining uh, Liberty's 2022 football season. We'll always look back on this season and be like, who was that quarterback? And, you know, yeah, that's the year we played three and four guys. Um, you know, and, and Charlie Brewer, we really don't know uh, what he can bring to this team. I mean, he only played two drives and, and went down with the, uh, you know, broken hand just below his thumb there on his throwing hand. So, um, you know, he could be back in the mix here in, a, in another week or two. And, and uh, but, but he hasn't played football really in almost two years. I mean, he hasn't played this year really, right? And then last year he played the first three games, I think it was, at, at Utah and uh, sat out to transfer. So, um, you know, we don't know a lot about what he can do. And then uh, Jonathan Bennett, we've seen a lot out of him this year and, you know, seen him play more consistently than we did previously in his career. And, and we've learned a lot more about him. And then, you know, you got Caden Salter, which which I'm a huge – I've said it before, I'm a huge Caden Salter fan. And, and like Free said Saturday after the game, he has a chance to be a, a legit quarterback. I mean, a, a high-end quarterback. Um, he's just – you know, his floor and his ceiling are so much – there's so much gap between the two, right? I mean, he. I believe with – Salter Liberty has a chance to win any game on their season on their schedule that's left, including in Arkansas, if he plays perfect and at at his ceiling. Uh, but also think that they have a chance to not play so well. I'm not going to say they have a chance to lose every game on their season with him either. I don't believe that, but uh, you know, it's just such a disparity between his floor and his ceiling. And then um, you know, we really haven't seen much out of Nate Hampton, so uh, I. I ideally these next two games I'd like to see him and see what he can do rather than I mean he's only attempted one pass this season so let's see what he can do uh but yeah I mean it's crazy to to sit here and say that that we're four and one through five games and and really three games that could have gone either way I guess four if you include Wake Forest which you should since it's a one-point game uh and and we've played basically had three different starting quarterbacks throughout the first five games as I mean, it's, it's Hugh Freeze's best coaching job he's probably ever had, but certainly the best he's ever done uh, in his time at Liberty so far. A lot <clears throat> a lot to unpack with the four quarterbacks. We've been reading all your game previews and, and recaps. So I've got a lot of your thoughts on the Liberty team. Uh, one more Liberty-centric question, and then, and then i got a couple others that aren't around Liberty for you. And that is Day-Day Hunter. You see the stats up on the screen there. Um, I've gone back to Rashad being the most important running back, most influential running back. Uh, you know, Day Day has been the most influential contributing uh, MVP running back since Rashad. Would you agree with that? What he's doing right now and the impact he had at ODU and then a couple of the other games this year, um, he has been on fire. Yeah, I mean, we're only five games into it, right? And, and I think. To, to be honest, he needs the ball more. I mean, you know, looking at those stats there, 15 carries and he had 121 yards. Why is he only getting 15 carries? You know, he should get, you know, a lot more carries than he's getting. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. He certainly back to, I was thinking about it this week, certainly back to Frankie Hickson. I mean, there's no question you can say he's, he's as good as any Liberty back we've had since Frankie was here. And that was just a few years ago, right? But, but yeah, then the, the next one prior to that, yeah, Des Rice had a few good seasons and things. But, yeah, Rashad's the, the last 
running back that, you know, was NFL quality, NFL caliber uh, running back at Liberty. And and Day-Day has that potential. And the thing that, you know, I forgot, I'm sure others have too, he's still got two more years of eligibility left. So if he sticks around for his entire time, uh, he can have two more years here at Liberty. And, and uh, I mean, he could put up some gaudy numbers, but, but I'm wanting to see us give him more than 15 touches a game, uh, more than 15 carries a game because because he's that good. But at the same time, as you say, that Shadro is really good too and really explosive and dynamic. And we've yet to see TJ Green in the game, and he's you know itching to get in there as well. Uh, and we know that he has he has some talent as well. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Day Day has been so much fun, and he's been the offensive MVP. And I think going forward, we'll see us. Uh, as an offense, rely on him more and more each and every week now that we know what we have in him. I wore this shirt that you got me. Thank you very much. 2020 Cure Bowl. That is a Liberty helmet and a Coastal Carolina helmet. Uh, This is the question. All right. How lame is it that Coastal is getting votes in the top 25 JMU has a game on the NFL Network, national televised. They're getting votes for top 25. Not saying Liberty should be ranked top 25. Please don't misunderstand me. I don't want everybody up in my my mentions later talking about Liberty's not top 25. All I'm saying is it's super lame. I don't think Coastal's very good this year. Matter of fact, I know they're not very good. JMU, uh, yeah, they beat App State, who... You know, they might be fake good themselves. Uh, what are your thoughts on JMU and Coastal? If you had a vote in the in the AP top 25, would you be voting for Coastal and JMU right now? As I told uh, Coach Freeze in a press conference a week or two ago, I only focus on Liberty. So, Oh, come, oh, come on. That's a cop out. Hey, but it, at the moment, in the heat of the moment of that press conference and the way you answered that, Brilliant move on your part, but you have to answer this. We're not letting you off that easy. What if you had a vote? Would you vote for JMU and Coastal right now in the top 25? No, I wouldn't vote for either of them, but I also wouldn't vote for Liberty. I don't think Liberty deserves to be in the top 25, which I know that's not really your question. Uh, but I mean, you know, a team like Liberty to, to be worthy of top 25 votes, especially when you're coming from where Liberty started the season, which, you know, fair or unfair, this is the way it is for a team at the G5 level. Uh, when you're coming from, from you know, losing Malik Willis, you know, winning eight games last year, you're not going to be on the national radar at all. And you're going to have to do something like upset a top 25 Wake Forest team to start getting some national attention and recognition. And plus, if you look at some of our scores, they're really not that impressive to the outside eye. Uh, I mean, we all know, you know, we watch the games in, in and out, know the team better than anybody. So we know what happened in the Southern Miss game. We know what happened in the Akron game. But if you're on the outside looking in, no, you, you don't think that's very impressive. But, no, I wouldn't vote for either JMU or, or uh, um, I was starting to say Old Dominion. I wouldn't vote for them either. But I wouldn't vote for JMU or Coastal. Look at their uh, their their strength of schedules. J- I was looking at JMUs earlier today. They're 121st in the country out of 131 teams. Um, yes, they have a nice win over uh, App State. It's a very good win. But I think that's a little bit fluky in my opinion. And, again, you know, Chad, that I hate JMU. And uh, I'm, I'm – Gonna always look at them pessimistically, but it was a little bit of a fluke, in my opinion. They were losing twenty-eight to three in the first half, and for whatever reason, App State must have let their foot off the gas and, and got comfortable. And 
And uh, then, you know, when the comeback starts, then it's hard to kind of stop it. But uh, I'm interested to see how they do the rest of the season. I would love to play them this year. uh, And we can settle this whole debate as to who's the best team in the state. And right now, um, people are sitting here saying it's JMU, but uh, and and people are giving them credit for their their uh, people are giving them credit for their win over Middle Tennessee because Middle Tennessee went out and beat Miami, but that's a fluke. You know, anybody can win a game. I, I'm more about let's see what you did over the bo- entire body of work. So uh, I think JMU and, and Coastal are both overrated for whatever reason. They're media darlings. It seems like I don't know why that is. Uh, you know, and I hate to, to even go down this train of thought, but uh, we're all thinking it. Liberty, because of the school, uh, the school's mission, the school's, you know, a lot of what you guys were talking about just a few minutes ago, um, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the national media. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, there's an agenda against Liberty or anything like that. There may be by some, and I'm sure there is, but I, I don't believe that to be the case. But they're not going to go out of their way, the national media, what I'm saying, they out of their way to praise or promote Liberty. Liberty basically has to prove it on the field and on the court uh, like they've done the last few years and like they've done so far this year. So keep winning and it'll take care of itself. Man, <clears throat> I'll go on record and say I hate Coastal. Go ahead and throw that up there, Producer Nick. I hate Coastal Carolina. You know why? Because we heard all this hype, and it was even worse two years ago. It was worse in 2020. Coastal was the team. They should go New York New Year's Six Bowl. All kinds of stuff. Uh, I think the Cincinnati Reds are scoring right now or something is going on. Um, But uh, Coastal was getting so much more hype in 2020. And and what happened? The 2020 Cure Bowl. And we settled things on the field. That's why I think these teams are fake good. They are media darlings. And it's kind of garbage to see how much spotlight they're getting. Uh, App State. Let's talk about that win. App State had to get lucky on a Hail Mary to Troy uh, to, to win that game. So I don't know how good App State is. And Coastal Carolina, uh, thank you, Turtle, for throwing out these stats all the time. But Coastal Carolina barely beat Gardner-Webb, an FCS team, at home. So how good is Coastal? How good is uh, JMU? It's only five games in the season. They're both fake good. And even if they make it to the end of the season unbeaten, their strength of schedule is garbage. And we would settle things in on the field again in 2022. We did in 2020 uh, in the Cure Bowl. So if Coastal or JMU wants to come get some, they can in in a bowl game at some point. But they are garbage. All right, last question here, John. Um, before we get to Richie Long shots, is at a sea of red.com, You have I don't know what you call them deadlines. You give yourself deadlines. I'm sure. Uh, what is your favorite? weekly article to that you do and you or and what is your favorite um thing that you see of red does weekly do you like putting out the links do you like doing recruiting stories do you like doing recaps do you like doing the hugh freeze press conferences what is the thing that gets you excited after all these years 10 years of doing a sea of red.com what is the thing that you as a fan are like man that is really cool to do and i love doing that every week that that we should check out and what is it that that you like uh, great question. Um, to be honest, I don't like doing the Hugh Freeze press conference because I feel a lot of stress when that's going on because, you know, here I am doing the press conference, trying to ask questions and then 
as soon as it's over, I'm trying to upload it to YouTube and then go and transcribe it as quick as I can and, and hurry up and get it out there. So and I feel answer like eight text messages from me during the middle of all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. So I feel a lot of stress during those press conferences. So I'm not going to say that. Um, actually, one thing that I've, I've enjoyed doing and I started doing it on Sunday afternoons this season, I've gotten into a habit of doing it while I've got NFL on in the background and watch my fantasy team go 0 and 4 so far. Uh, is as I write and I publish it Monday morning. First thing Monday morning is it's called a game scoop from the from the uh, previous game, and it's just kind of my own personal thoughts of what I thought happened and what I think we've learned about Liberty in that previous game or or to this point in the season. Because uh, because there's not a lot of times that that I really stop and, and formulate my own opinions. That's why I, I enjoy the podcast because I get able. I'm able to come on here and kind of give some of my opinions more than facts and figures and quotes from, from others. So, so that's one of the favorite thing. My most favorite things that I do each week is that game scoop. So uh, be sure to check that out. And, and also I'm started writing features most Thursdays. Um, and I actually got an article coming out uh, later this week about who is the best team in Virginia um, that, that I'm looking forward to. And that was fun to write, but uh uh, you know, doing those feature stories and interviewing some of these uh, athletes and, and some of the players and get to know their stories. Some uh, there's a really good I'm not going to write an article on it. Uh, I think Damian sort of let is of the of the news in advance on CJ Yarbrough. So look out for his article this week coming out. But uh, it was a really good interview. I wasn't able to go to it, but I listened to it afterwards with him. And he is just a, a great uh representative of Liberty University, much like Malik Willis was, much like Darius McGee is on the basketball side. And so many of these uh, these these players, it's great to be able to get to know them and and to try to tell a portion of their story uh, is just a lot of fun for me. That's awesome, man. I've really enjoyed the Scoop article, and I can tell that that's more of your opinion. And that's what we love getting uh, on this podcast. Uh, I've told you this several times, and it's not just because you're my boss at seaofred.com. This is my favorite segment of the week, and uh, I hope you I hope you uh, enjoy it as well. John, I appreciate everything you do at Sea of Red. Looking forward to your coverage. Uh, this is the one game that you will not be making the trip. I don't blame you. It's a long trip up there. There's not going to be many fans in the stands, and uh, – uh, hopefully we win by 30 and we can just watch it from the comfort of our own home. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. I love going to all these games. I had so much fun at ODU and down at the beach last week and fun going to Wake and Southern Miss and all that. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to this Saturday too, a little selfishly, because I, I can't tell you how many football games I've watched outside of Liberty this year, college football games. Uh, Thursday night or Friday night games I try to turn on, but Saturdays they get away from me real quick, so so I'm kind of looking forward to being able to watch one from uh, from the couch this weekend. For sure, man. All right, appreciate all you do, and uh, it is time to hit up Richie Longshots. John, uh, st- stand stand by. Uh, we we might need a little extra editing help here. Uh, Nick, producer, before don't don't uh, don't go anywhere. Look, this guy is a loose cannon. I, I saw him on Twitter earlier today, and the things he's saying have me a little worked up and nervous about tonight. So, uh, yeah, let's hit it.
Nick. Oh, there he is, Richie. It's your segment. Wake up. I'm up. Oh, my goodness. Chad, that was like a Friday morning convo after Thirsty Thursday. I didn't stand a chance of making it through that. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Our, our, oh. the podcast so far, this first hour has been like, <laughs> oh, my. All right. I'm just going to get straight to it. First of all, love the, love the, ooh, the apparel is nice. Oh, that's a, ooh, does it say Willis on the back? Does it say oh. Willis? I'm getting weird now. Willis on yeah, the back. Yeah, that is very nice. Got the Willis yep. Titans jersey and the hat, TVG, represent. <clears throat> Love the ponies hat. All right, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, three and two last week. Congratulations on another winning week. Other than, honestly, other than your week zero, which we probably shouldn't count, I would be, let, let's talk about that. We can throw out your week zero because, you know, like you said, it doesn't really count. Um mm. So we could possibly throw that out, but congratulations on another winning week. You've been hot here recently. Um, also, congratulations. You, you know, I say anything on Twitter, and I at mention you, and I say anything negative. The, Richie Longshot's army just blows me up completely. Like, don't be talking about Richie. Let him do what he wants. Free speech. Turn the man loose. All this kind of stuff. So, congratulations. Uh, you've won. You've ins- influenced some people. You've made some friends, uh, so congratulations on that. And with those two congratulations out of the way, now that your head barely fits in the screen, uh, what is your take on the Liberty uh, Liberty game this week at UMass? Um, I don't know. What is it, 28, I think I saw, 26? All right, so first things first, I'm going to count week zero because I want my record to be honest. I want it to be true, which is the complete opposite of the way that I handled all of my CSER from 2010 to 2013. Uh, This is my opportunity to get things right. Uh, I don't know what the statute of limitations are when it comes to my diploma, uh, but I feel like I've done enough incrimination of myself that if they were to have taken back my diploma by now, they would have already done it. But three and two last week. You said, wait, you said, you said Christian service. Yeah, yeah, I, I think oh, community service. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. My I'm mom's with you. I'm friend with you. signed it okay. off the whole the thing. Record, yeah. The record is complete. We're counting week zero, unlike yeah, your counting. Christian service. I got it, you now. Okay. Exactly, yeah. And I'm 13 and 14 overall. I am so close to 500. I could taste it. And Chad, do you know what it tastes like? Do you know what it tastes like? Winning re- what's the winning record taste like? It tastes like Osaka's chicken and broccoli combination with enough yum yum sauce to kill a toddler, and I'm this close. Let's, I'm this let's close. Let's get it. I'm I, pumped up. I think this is the week. I'm Mister Three and Two. Four weeks, three and two. Two weeks, uh, not three and two. Uh, last week was a roller coaster of a ride. The BYU game, up and down the whole game. Uh, the over was a lock, uh, and then it wasn't, and then it was again. Late touchdown, big time. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to throw you under the bus, but Chad did jinx me uh, in the Washington UCLA game. He texted a bunch of us and said, about to watch Richie Longshots go 500 when Washington wins. <laughs> and they got the doors blown off of them. It was terrible. But right. it is what it is. I, look, I got to interrupt you. We're not going 25 minutes this time, but I do have a question here, and I'm going to interrupt All you. Right. Do you believe in jinxes? When you have money on the yeah. game and somebody says something positive about your bet, do you immediately shut them down? You're like, hey, don't jinx this. I got I got a lot riding on this. When I'm 1-0 with a lot riding on that game, with that being the game to get me to 500, yeah. 
and the thing is, I didn't even watch the game because I had to be up super early at Saturday morning. I was in bed early. I was in bed late on Friday. I saw that. I saw the tweet, and I just went going to bed. And I okay, knew so I was believe in jinxes. You believe in jinxes. I believe in jinxes. All right. All right. How can I, you not? Oh, also, congratulations on Judge. I know this is another thing. I'm glad he hit that home run prior to you getting on this uh, on this, so you could get that out of your Thank system. Uh, I see you are already on the New York Knicks bandwagon. I, I, Knicks tape, baby. All right. Anyways, all right. Wait, where did he go? Oh, here we go. Knicks tape. I'm wearing right. it tomorrow. To what do you got for the Liberty game this week at UMass? All right, Liberty game. Honestly, I was bullish on the game until I heard my man 55. That speech hyped me up. He's like, this is the best culture I've ever been a part of. And I said, what's the line? Give me that. Um, I 20, 25, 24 and a half. Um, 24 and a half is the best line that's out there right now. So I'm 100% going to take that. UMass, let's be real. It's UMass. And when uh, you know Monday came, the line came out, I was worried about Akron. I said, you know, Akron was such a weird game. I honestly think we were coming off a very emotional game against Wake Forest. ODU, was. we were able to kind of turn the corner, put the ship in the right direction, and I think we're going to build off of that. We have smoked. Hugh Freeze has had UMass's number the last two times we've played them, winning big. I have no doubt in my mind that we, we are able to score 28, 35 points. I'm very interested in UMass's team total. It was 12 and a half when I saw it today. Um I would love 13 and a half touchdown and a field goal. You cash that. So that's something I would look at because I think they end up with maybe 13. And at that point, you know, I think we score, um, we should be able to score 35, 42 points, regardless who the quarterback is. We're going to see, I think a bit of a revolving door, but I do really like Liberty minus 24 and a half right now. Um, Last week's game was an, an absolute roller coaster. I don't think this is going to be a roller coaster. We haven't had one of those just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. It's 21 nothing in the middle of the second quarter, and everyone's just hooting and hollering. So I think this is that game where this team is able to, all right, we're going to blow a team out. Let's, let's, right. let's blow a team out, and this is it. All right. But you didn't think that until you just heard 55 speech a few minutes I, yeah, ago? Yeah, I was very bullish until 55. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. So, so you've got Liberty covering the spread. Anything on the over/under? I know a lot of people are talking under. Um, do you just you, since you think it's going to be the twenty-one nothing middle second quarter and everybody's going to get playing and all, all the hype's going to be there? Maybe you don't take the under. I I I I think the under because forty-two to seven under. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-five ten under. So I I. I don't know if this offense has shown anything that they're going to be able to score 50 points. They're going to score 42 points. And if they do, you're, you're, you're at that point betting on Liberty's offense and Liberty's defense. So you're betting on two things to cash one ticket. So to me, stay away from the over-under this game because all of the, the you know, I was looking at the, the, the previous games between Liberty and UMass. They've been tr- absolute track meets. But again, that was in the past. It's different. Things have changed. Um, thanks for pulling up Action Network. Uh, no free ads, but great app if you are getting into sports betting. Uh, a ton of information will really uh, help you uh, determine your bets. Uh, Liberty 3-2 and two this year against the spread. 4-1. and one. Uh, That first game against Southern Miss it was such a weird game. It was a weird spread. But um, 
what are we at right now? Uh, 50, ooh, 50 and a half. That's kind of, I'm staying away from the over under this game. Okay. I, so I really only thing am. going on your record it. is Liberty yep. giving up the points. Yep. 24 and a half. All right. You've had some good, you've had some good non-Liberty picks as well this season. Uh, what are you looking at? Uh, other games do you have? Uh, let's look, don't give it unless you're solid. You don't have to have five picks this week. Don't give it to me unless you're solid. Let's get above 500. Chad, I almost gave you seven picks this week. Okay. Okay. What do you feel? I didn't. I didn't for the sake of time. So we have Wednesday night football. There's going to be football on tomorrow and no one tell my wife. She's already just succumbed to the fact that she's got to deal with football Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday. She doesn't realize that there's going to be football on tomorrow. So when, when this UCF SMU game rolls around and I turn it on, she's going to be livid. I love UCF. UCF has an incredible running offense. SMU cannot stop the run. The game is at UCF. SMU kind of in a bit of a free fall. Uh, let me pull up the notes. Uh, SMU 1-4 and four against the spread this year. UCF 3-2. and two, But SMU has lost their last three games against the spread. Uh, UCF, a top rushing school. SMU cannot stop the run. And a game like that where, where UCF is going to control the game at home Give me minus three. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right. I got some editorial notes here. All right. You said SMU cannot stop the run. Do you realize that SMU's defensive coordinator was Liberty's defensive coordinator last year? He left Liberty to go to SMU, and they're two and two, and they can't stop the run. Is that what you just said? Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. so, So Simons was able to do it here at Liberty. It's not translated down to Dallas. Uh, love Simons. I definitely think he'll end up back on the mountain here at some point. Uh, just always interested in to see how he is doing at SMU. And uh, I didn't realize that they couldn't stop the run until you, yeah. until you just brought that up. All right, next pick. Next pick, UConn. It's not sexy. It's not pretty, but such is life. They are playing FIU. FIU is probably the worst team in FBS. It's not UMass. It's not UConn. FIU is terrible. Um, UConn has played a significantly tougher schedule. They beat Fresno State last year. They uh, this year and last year Fresno State was a darling um, G5 team. Returned a lot of players. Huge win for UConn at home. Um, coming off a win, all oh, the games at the games at FIU. It doesn't matter where the game is. You play the game on Mars. FIU. I don't think they're very good. Uh, FIU has played no one. UConn has played a strong schedule. They played Utah State sneaky close uh, to start off the year. And I just think this is a good setup for UConn to build off of the win they just had. And breaking news, I'm going to be at the Liberty-UConn game. So giddy up. Next pick. Bama, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, they are pretty much a cult. (laughs) They stink, and no one in the South likes them. They're the dorm eight of the SEC. Oh, ouch. I'm a former dorm eight guy. Yeah, but you're not a dorm eight guy. You know, you get what I'm saying? I wanted to be. Nick Nick Saban and Jimbo chirped all this season. I don't care what the spread is. Uh, Bama's backup quarterback came in. He took like a 60 yard to the house and I whispered under my breath. I just went, oh, it's Malik. And this guy was electric. Like I saw him just, he was just shimmy shaking around. 
and I went, Saban is going to run it up. They went into Arkansas, who was significantly better than Texas A&M, and blew the doors off of them with quarterback issues. Texas A&M is going to walk into Alabama and have no idea what's going on. And Saban's going to run the score up. Uh, what's that line at? twenty? Love it. Love anything under 24. If you can get it at 24, I think this line, it opened at 14 and a half. It opened at 14 and a half, and no one knows who Alabama's quarterback is going to be. And the line still moved nine and a half points. So get this before it gets to 28, because it is not going to move back the other way towards Texas A&M. All right, editorial comment here. Ball. Did you see yeah. the man's head bob? He had the Adrian Peterson head yeah. bob on that. Oh, yeah. it was beautiful. I was, I was, I was shook watching that guy run down the sideline. Yeah, I, like I, I bet Alabama. I had a, there, there's a couple games that like pop up Saturdays that I go, I'm in on this game. That I bet it. Alabama was one of them. I bet against. Uh, I had Kentucky money line, and just like the BYU game, kickers screwed me. No one gets screwed by kickers more than me. At this point, I'm going to get tested because I just get screwed week in and week out by college kickers. And I, I, I saw that, that, that game and just it was, a, it was a tough loss. But Alabama was a game I bounced back with. I think it was 17 and a half. A little iffy, but they, they, they ended up running it out. And, and, and Texas A&M is nowhere near as good as Arkansas. Uh, producer Nick, can you work on getting a yellow card uh, gift for me? Uh, we had we had a little conversation about these jokes that were be allowed to use. That's your warning. You, that's your yellow card. I need a yellow card. That, that, so that yeah, this this will have to be my card yellow me. card for the night. Uh, all right, here, card here, here's your here's your yellow card. That's right, a warning. Uh, all right, go ahead. You got that one past the goalie. Let's let's keep it rolling. Keep it above board here. Let's be good. No, no, safe the rest of the way. Last game, and anyone who's been watching this knows what this game is going to be. I think it was week one, week two. I said, Kansas, oh, you're on the, it's watch, the wagon. watch out for Kansas. Oh, boy. College game day is going to Lawrence, Kansas. They are playing TCU, who is coming off a massive win against uh, Oklahoma. Kansas is coming off an absolute stinker. I had the over in that game. Those teams could play another six quarters. I still wouldn't hit the over. It was ugly. An absolute ugly game. All of the money is coming in on TCU right now. Line to open up at five and a half. It has been at seven for the past day or so. Interested to see where it ends up. But I've hitched my wagon to Kansas. Now's not the time for... And I will say, last week against Iowa State, I said, I don't think they can win. That was a that was a bad decision. I took the over. I lost. Kansas won. So, Kansas, plus seven. I'm not betting this game right now. I When, when, when I send my graphic uh, over to our incredible graphics guy, I'm going to give it Kansas plus seven. But if I catch this at seven and a half, I'm going to bet it. Both teams' offenses are absolutely incredible. They hang 450 to 500 yards of offense per game. They play little to no defense. But Kansas showed me last week that they can win a grind-out game. TCU has not been in that situation yet. They have not had um, a, a game where they've had to make a play in the fourth quarter, where it was game on the line. Kansas has. And to me, give me that. Jalen Daniels for Heisman. 
Get okay. that narrative going. I know I said Michael <laughs> Penix last week, and that was a disaster, but I'm blaming the Chad Jinx, but such is life. Kansas plus seven, game day game. Those are the five picks. Let's do it. Okay, well, <clears throat> if, if, if this show so far for the first hour was combo after a Thursday night, Thirsty Thursday, I think it just got to the, uh, you brought into it a little bit of the Tim Tebow combo. It, it spiced up a little bit for a Friday afternoon. Uh, so thank you for being the Tim Tebow of can, this show somehow. Can I? Yeah. Can I, can I quick thing? Funny story about the Tim Tebow combo. Uh, broke up with my girlfriend senior year the day before the Tim Tebow, con- Tim Tebow convo that we were supposed to go to together. And she went and had the time of her life. And I went, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going. Oh, so you didn't even go. So, to the Tim- great. Did you watch? Yeah. Did you thanks, watch live? Thanks. Did- nope. Didn't even watch. No, Chad, I was definitely not watching the Tim Tebow convo off campus the day after my girlfriend and I broke up. I was not watching it live. Oh man, he, I, I mean Tim Tebow at that point he was a he was a single man like Paul himself. So I'm sure you could have learned a learned a few things on how to deal with deal with uh, the tragedy of facing singleness for the rest of your life. Potentially, uh, you should have still gone, but we won't hold it against you. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, ho- you can go back and watch the replay if you really want. Um, all right, so I, you're gonna... I, I watched the replay. I oh, did. I'll, okay, I'll confess. Good here's the other here's the here's the thing i don't even know what your picks are i know what you're picking with liberty but all the rest of it was kind of a blur please send that graphic over so we can get you on record yeah and and, okay and know what know what you got i love the malik jersey uh dude uh and lastly here you're a rock star uh thank you so much for doing this every week with us um people are really responding well to it I'm hoping you can get over 500, so not, that way we have a little bit of substance to go along with oh, yeah. with your electric personality. Uh, that that I, always tends to do better. I got a lot planned for if I go three and two and I'm 500, it's going to be wild. Okay. How are contract negotiations? On a personal note, how are contract negotiations with you and potentially joining this show uh, long into the future? They're very well. They, they, they really well. are. I, I, I trust all parties involved. I trust my agent. I trust the, the people at um, ASEA Red. Um, I would love, okay. let, let Richie blog. Let oh, Richie no. get a blog. Okay. What? Okay. So if, if a blog is wrong? holding you up, uh, we'll have to talk to the powers of yeah. me. If, yeah. if the blog talk is talk to the big guy and let's, let's, let's get Richie get a little, little Saturday live blog. Or Wednesday night UCF live blog. Let's just see what happens. All right. We might be able to work that. All right. Love, love it as always. And I appreciate you. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank yep. you for Cheers your time. Cheers to you, sir. We'll All right, you. Nick. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go solo, solo here for a minute. First, I just want to thank everybody that joined the night. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I love hearing other fans' takes. Here, here's the thing that we try to do on this show. Uh, and that is... Uh, Honestly, we, we we aren't the smartest. I mean, John is. I'm not the smartest football analyst. Um, we're just really passionate fans that really care about Liberty football. And here's what I love uh, and try to make this show about, and that is you can see other passionate fans like yourself who care a lot about uh, whether or not Liberty wins or loses. And uh, that is a lot of fun for me. So seeing those other six guys as passionate and to feel that, uh, that was special for me. 
and uh, hopefully that is what what this show brings each week. Thank you to John for what he does for a sea of red. Thank you. Big shout out to producer Nick, who uh, who has made this thing. Uh, whew, man, this thing is a uh, Emmy nominated uh, live stream. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, appreciate appreciate all that. Uh, also, Jason Porter, he makes this thing possible financially and uh, helps us pay the bills with uh, all the stream technology we're using and all the cool stuff that you're seeing. Uh, we can't do that without Jason. So and uh, and honestly, uh, just all everybody who watches and listens and comments regularly, um, that that means so much to me and a sea of red and uh, really keeps keeps things going as well. So appreciate that. With that, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Let's go up to UMass. Uh, uh, one last thing here. I am uh, so proud of the Liberty fan base to this point in this game week in particular um, and, and responding uh, so well. And uh, we have matured in a way and uh, and handled ourselves very well. And uh, I think that, that go a very long way in public perception. And uh, you guys are doing an amazing job. So thank you for that. And if you know, you know. And uh, with that, go Flames. And you guys have a good good rest of your week. And uh, let's let's beat UMass by at least 40. Thank you.